0: Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Always Loyal Podcast, Season 2, Episode 32. Jordan Carruth. It's a very special edition of the always loyal podcast what's coming up
0: we will chat with lee nash and andy lawn from glory magazine those two were in san diego back in july to capture what is san diego loyal we're going to talk to them about their experience in san diego and what they learned that's all coming up this week on the always loyal
2: podcast
1: It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. All
0: right, Darren, excited for this week's edition of the Always Loyal Podcast. As mentioned, we'll chat with Lee Nash and Andy Lund from Glory Magazine. They were in town back in July. This was a busy week in San Diego for soccer. This was the week that... Manchester United played Wrexham at Snapdragon. San Diego Loyal hosted Dortmund at Snapdragon as well. And then San Diego had a home match. I believe it was against Colorado Springs. Don't quote me on that. But they had a home match quickly thereafter. And so three matches for them in a single week in San Diego. They got to see a lot of really cool stuff. Not just soccer, but some restaurants. Learn more about the club. And for the first time, Darren, you can buy your copy of glory magazine an entire magazine on san diego loyal this is not just uh an article a column in it it's the entire thing it's on sale today sdloyal.com, glory.studio.com as well it's only 20 dollars. i can't believe the price it should be more expensive i think it's a missed opportunity um it's (laughs) it's so good and i'm very excited for today's conversation
1: Yes, and this will be available by the time you are listening to this podcast, so be on the lookout for it. And I I think you make a couple of important points here, Jordan, because this has been on our podcast schedule for several weeks, knowing that there was going to come an episode of the Always Loyal Podcast where we were going to speak to the guys who are behind the scenes or who are also front and center, quite frankly for Glory Magazine, which may be a magazine that people that are listening to this are familiar with, or maybe you're not familiar with it. And I would put myself up until very recently in that latter category. Glory Magazine is a quote, high-end football and travel publication. Wow, does that sound like something I would be interested in? Yeah, all about football, travel, culture. This is a publication that has traveled quite literally all around the world to dedicate entire issues to local football scenes, local soccer scenes, anywhere and everywhere on planet Earth. They landed in San Diego in July, this season of all seasons, to tell the story of San Diego Loyal. So we're gonna chat with Lee Nash, he's the head of design, the co-founder, Andy Lawn, head of copy, You'll hear them coming up in our next segment. This is not going to be an episode of the Always Loyal Podcast where we're going to spend too much time breaking down San Diego Loyal 1, Las Vegas Lights 1, which felt worse than I think it actually was impact-wise in the standings since Loyal finds itself still third place Western Conference, home match, Monterey Bay, disappointing. Didn't like it. Bad, Bad Sunday afternoon at Torero Stadium, but... Not as impactful as I thought when I was walking out of there, a draw that felt like a loss. But this episode to me, Jordan, getting back to the the central theme of this week's podcast, it, it's sort of an emotional roller coaster. We we've been given a, an advanced look digitally of this ep, of this edition of, of Glory Mag about San Diego and San Diego Loyal. And I gotta say, like, like these guys crushed it, not just saying that because they're on the podcast. I think everybody's gonna gonna agree on that, but man, this was this was quite a, a roller coaster ride of emotions. Looking in, at the pictures, the the stunning photography, reading the stories, and and even for us people that have been there since before this club even had a name, learning more about San Diego loyal, I I found it to be a really really emotional experience. How much we were able to consume of of this edition of Glory Magazine.
0: Uh, yeah, I, if I cannot recommend enough going out and grabbing a copy of this, I promise you, it's one of those things that you'll hold on to forever. Like, it's just going to be one of those things. You're never going to get rid of it. Um, it's the photography. It's more than just the club as well. You get a, I don't know. We're going to talk, um, about a lot of different things with Lee and Andy. We'll talk about what is glory magazine. How did it start? Why did they find themselves in San Diego? How did this even come about? Uh, what were their main takeaways? Are they happy with the result? Um, what I really appreciated is the fact that they had real conversations with a bunch of different people. And it goes from Landon Donovan to Andrew Faciliatis to Nate Miller to Charlie Adams. Um Colin Martin who else was included like they interviewed Steve, from, the locals. Guido, Shannon
1: Mack, Steve from yeah a Chavo's representation there I'm looking at Kevin from Los Chavos mm-hmm. he's there I'm looking at Steve from Locals he's featured in it um you know it's it's a lot of San Diego I mean if you love Loyal and if you love San Diego like that's what this is this is this is a love letter for San Diego Loyal and for the city and county of San Diego
0: Right. Yeah. And it's just really, it's a really special opportunity for a publication like glory magazine to come out and do this piece and put out this entire thing on San Diego loyal because it's just so well done and it brings in so much stuff. I think it's, it helps tell the story of SD loyal in a different way. And I think it's important to tell the story of SD loyal in a variety of ways, um, on the field, away from the field, in podcast form, in written form, broadcast form. And I think in magazine form, it's especially important as well. It's just really, really well done. And I'm really impressed with how much they were able to capture. They were only here for five days. You don't get that sense going through this magazine at all. It does not feel like it's like who like none of this really makes sense. And why did they go there? And why are they talking? Like everything is really well organized and they... They did incredible work on a really short amount of time, and it's not a short trip to get out to San Diego, so they didn't have a lot of time. It was a long trip to get here. Sometimes that's a recipe for maybe not covering everything you need, and that clearly is not the case here. They did an amazing job, and like you said, we have digital copies. I can't wait to get an actual copy I can hold on to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just scrolling through some of the pictures on my iPad right now, just because because that's the version that we were given, and there's a, a hilarious picture of Coke Vegas, obviously receiving the man of the match growler and pouring it all over his... I mean, it's just... It, it is something that is uh, obviously very relevant in, in real time, right? Like, like you know, this is a, a season now that, that we all understand what the circumstances are, loyal heading down the stretch, even just focusing on, on play. So you're going to really love it in real time, but I think you're also really going to love it in six months and in a year and in two years and in five years and, and in 10 years as well. It it feels like it has, you know, for for anybody who's cared about this on a level other than, you know, Hey, I'm just going out there to just, you know, burn off a couple of hours and it's entertainment. Like if you've invested uh, emotion and, and energy into this club over the, over the years, you know, this is something that you're, you're definitely going to look back on fondly. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at, at so many, <laughs> anyhow, uh, you'll, you'll see it. You'll love it for yourself. It's 200 uh, plus pages. It is. And, and it, it is stunning. It, you know, it really is stunning. And again, given the circumstances of, of what happens when, when we're done playing this year, I think, you know, everybody, uh, will, will certainly take on an, an even added element of investment into this episode of glory mag and and i know a lot of work happened behind the scenes to make this thing happen and and i really think that you'll be proud of it yeah i think you'll feel a sense of pride when it is that you watch and when it is that you you get your hands on this
0: one detail before we get to lee and andy one thing that i really love is they did a great job of capturing different perspectives looking in on this club and i think that's an important piece of a club because people um follow clubs support clubs Um, different ways for different reasons and the experiences are different for everyone. So I think they did a great job of capturing what it was talking to the locals, talking to Chavos, Mm -hmm. getting their experience, talking to um, guys like Charlie Adams and getting a real, real relatable story um, with how his career has played out and why he is here in San Diego at this time. I think that just did a great job of talking to Andrew Faciliadis. You could talk to Ricardo Campos. You can just get different perspectives. You can get a coaching perspective, a player perspective, a fan's perspective. You, you get a, some food in there and some amazing photography. I think it's, It's a lot of different things together that makes it special. And I think they did a really good job of capturing all of that. So let's get to it. Let's talk to Lee Nash, Andy Lon. They are from Glory Magazine. It is available now, sdloyal.com, glory.studio.com. They join us next.
1: Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com, official credit union, of San Diego Loyal, must-meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak. All right, Jordan, well, let us welcome in Lee Nash. He's the head of design, the co-founder of Glory Mag, and Andy Lawn, head of copy. Guys spent a couple of days in Southern California hanging around with San Diego Loyal, and uh, we had a quick preview of the edition that will feature San Diego Loyal in the city of San Diego. And I will just tell everybody who's listening to the Always Loyal podcast, this is something that you are going to want. This is something that you are going to adore. Uh, A ton of work went into this. Lee, Andy, thank you guys very much for joining the Always Loyal podcast. Thank you for having us. Good morning, San Diego. Uh, Before we get rolling here, I I will admit, I I know you guys have, have been doing this for quite a while. If you wouldn't mind, in your own words, tell everybody what Glory's all about. Of course.
2: Uh, So Glory is a high end uh, soccer and culture publication. Um, We travel across the globe to document clubs, cities, countries um, that mainly get less of a spotlight than the elite leagues. We were kind of, when we set out to uh, start Glory, probably back in 2016, we were very adamant that we wanted to create our own niche. Um, So travels to date have seen us go to the Faroe Islands, uh, Kosovo, uh, Sweden, Finland, Seville. Um, we tend to go wherever there we feel is a genuine football story. And because of that, it's, it's literally taken us to the four corners of kind of the globe really. Um, in addition to soccer stories, what's really important also is to give a sense of place. So what we tend to do is we, within it, we also document the best places to eat, to sleep. What we try and do for every issue is inspire our readers to effectively follow in our footsteps. So imagine it's a bit of a rough guide mixed with a football magazine. Um, We've worked with some incredible brands. Um, This is the first time we've actually made it across to the US. Um, We, being based in the UK, we tend to, or or historically we've we've mainly been to places in Europe, but we were absolutely fascinated to um, just understand whether football and soccer was as fanatical over the pond as it is over here.
1: And I think you we- some, yeah, I'm sorry. You mentioned some pretty uh, you know, um, amazing places to visit from the Faroe Islands to Sevilla and Kosovo. How did San Diego end up on your guys' radar? <laughs>
2: that is a good question. I mean, so we've known Travis, uh, uh, VP of Marketing, probably since around 2019. So uh, we initially reached out to him because we also had this thirst for documenting uh, U.S. soccer uh, pre-pandemic. And we very, very nearly got an issue over the line to document the USL. And it was was a really ambitious project where we were going to go East Coast, West Coast, go to some of the best teams uh, kind of across the country. Uh, We've heard lots of incredible stories, some crazy stories about some of the clubs, like some of the antics of Las Vegas Lights were getting up to and what Phoenix Rising were doing. And uh, you also saw some of the kind of cult heroes like Tim Howard and, did Drogba drug by getting involved with um, some of these clubs? So um, we very, very nearly did something. And then the pandemic sort of paid to that. And then fast forwards, probably around 2022, uh, we noticed that Travis, because we'd always followed each other, was starting to do some really, really incredible things with Loyal. I mean, some of the marketing activations the guys were doing around kit launches and um there was a few stories that kind of piqued our interest as well, kind of um, things that went on with obviously Colin Martin and Elijah Martin, obviously made national news. Um, and then one day we jumped on a call and we thought, we thought uh, San Diego were kind of jumping on a call to see if we want to promote their latest kit. Cause obviously we've got a global audience and they were trying to kind of push the reach out further than um, kind of us shores. And then it, it, Travis said, we would love an addition of glory for San Diego loyal. And we're like, wow. Okay. I mean naturally we'd never been to the us before san diego looked incredible like we've never been i mean i've only ever been east coast us um so we kind of put things in place um and then i think the whole thing i think we started having conversations about two months prior to us actually coming out so that's that's how we ended up in san diego and then it was only from um, kind of then actually really working closely with the team that we started to form this content plan, and we we did generally realise that there was so much so much content to be had.
3: The thing for me, I think, is football or soccer generally. Most soccer clubs are unique for whatever reason, but they don't necessarily look unique from the outside. It's only from speaking to kind of the fans and the people who actually genuinely care about that club that you really get the stories of what makes that club special and why it is a representation of its community and that's something we've always tried to capture with glory is because most football teams most soccer teams don't win very often being a soccer fan isn't really about winning obviously you want to win every saturday but only one team can win the league only one team can win the cup so most soccer fans experience of soccer is is mainly disappointment So there's got to be something else while we do it. And a lot of clubs say, we represent our community. Not many clubs really do do that. And the fact that San Diego Loyal were willing to walk off the pitch um, and not play a second half because one of their players got homophobically abused. The fact that they were willing to say, we don't want the point because we don't recognize that as a game because of racism, they can actually take a stand and do something that harmed them rather than it just be pretty words. That said to us that there is a real story here. There's, they are a club who do represent their community because they take action and it's not just words. And it might not always be perfect, but this is a unique football club and this deserves to have its story told. So there was so much, I think, about San Diego Loyal that, that yeah. made us want to come. And I think it's why now, at least for me, it's my favorite issue of glory so far because it really does capture that thing of what makes people follow a soccer club because it can't be winning.
2: No. I mean, let's be honest as well, there's very little integrity in, in soccer. Um, in a in a <laughs> game now awash with, with money and uh, kind of clubs doing all they can to succeed, um, the loyal story naturally piqued our interest because it was one where there was a genuine there is a genuine community and there's a genuine um will to do right um and that in itself was enough to come over um let alone everything else that we kind of then discovered about the city itself Lee, Andy, both really well said. I, I just want to say thank you for creating
0: something that I'm going to create, uh, hold on to for the rest of my life. Like it is so, it is gorgeous. It is really well done. I'm just, my jaw hit the floor when I saw it and it, with every page I was, it was, it's just really well done. It sounds like you guys did a great job of sharing your main takeaway. Were you surprised by anything when you uh, came to visit San Diego? Did anything about the club, whether it was, uh, fans, whether it was the club itself, maybe the food, I don't know. Any surprises on your trip <laughs> to San Diego?
3: For me, I think it was definitely how fanatical the fan culture was. So when we arrived in San Diego, the, the day we arrived, we went to watch the Wrexham Manchester United friendly at Snapdragon. And that was kind of all the preconceptions that somebody who doesn't necessarily know the U.S. soccer scene has about U.S. soccer. It was very disnified. There was a kind of gentle low murmur throughout the game. The Man United goalkeeper got booed after injuring Paul Mullen and then they made a sub at halftime and the sub goalkeeper got booed and nobody had actually noticed that it was no longer the same guy. Like it felt like it was going to the theater or going to the cinema. Like people were there to watch the, watch the game, but they weren't invested in the game. They were much more interested in kind of the merch queue and, and getting some food and, all of the kind of the periphery stuff that goes around with it, it felt it felt very inauthentic. And that was our kind of sense of, oh, is, is this what it's going to be like? And then when we went to the see the Loyal and we met the locals and we met Travis, the Loyal, like that was a real kind of proper fan culture. Those guys really, really cared and loved the club and their level of support. What it wasn't, I don't want to say it was very European because it it was kind of distinct but it was much more kind of what you expect from watching soccer, at least in in the UK and in Europe. It was loud, it was passionate, people cared, but Mm. it was also, there was none of the kind of the toxic masculinity that you get at a lot of UK football grounds. There was none of that, it was really loud, really inclusive and that for me was I thought that was incredible
2: and especially as you've got two very different fan groups as well um like obviously Andy spoke about the rivalry between fans but that also happens between your own fans and your own ultras and and those kind of fan groups wanting to almost be seen as like the leading fan group there was none of that we went to our first ever tailgate um before the, the game against Dortmund and it was incredible and like everyone was offering each other beers and there was barbecues and um, we didn't really want to leave, did we? We didn't really want to then go to a game. We, we were having a great time. Um, so, so that was that was really incredible. Um, uh, what else surprised us? We we'd heard that the food was incredible, and we weren't disappointed. Um, we had uh, my first ever, although although we were in San Diego, uh, we had our first ever proper Chicago pizza, <laughs> uh, Chicago town pizza, which was. I, I still talk to my friends about that now. Uh,
3: I couldn't believe it. When when we had that, we were sitting in, I think it was Bluefoot Bar, watching the US women's national team in the World Cup game against the Netherlands. And Travis went out and said, I'm just going to go and get a pizza from Lefties," And he came back in and he had a pizza box, a regular pizza box. <laughs> and then he had plates and cutlery. And I thought to myself why has he got plates and cutlery this is just a pizza and then he opened the box and it's, that was the
2: moment it was it's like, it's like an inch thick wasn't it it was, <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous we also had great food at um, herb and Woods. um i think they appear in the actual magazine itself um naturally like we're from the uk so we're not used to good weather um we're from kind of the norwich region um so the, the actual climate was incredible uh we got taken so travis um was the perfect host so we were we pretty much kind of did everything, didn't we? Kind of, La Jolla, we did all the beaches. Um, but as far as any, Park
3: was really, really cool. Uh, every area also, every area felt slightly different, but it all felt San
2: Diego, which was really nice. Like yeah. Every area had a kind of distinct character, I think, which was really cool. I think what was lovely as well is that, so we've interviewed a lot of footballers and a lot of managers kind of on our travels. And kind of going back to kind of something Andy said earlier, there was just no ego um very humble people genuinely grateful for their opportunity with the club they're the kind of the biggest thing that actually surprised me was just how genuine that relationship was between even the senior management team of um Diego law with ricardo and andrew and landon and and the actual uh the fans themselves like um we were chatting to uh, Steve from the locals and he said, Oh, uh, when you chat to Landon, say hi. And like, we spoke to Landon and he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, I know Steve and all this. You just, you don't really get that kind of in the UK. You don't get that genuine close bond. Um, so, so, so that was great. Um, but everyone that we spoke to just really humble, really willing to um, kind of tell, tell us their story. Um, but they all spoke of their love for the club and the city. So, so yeah, it was great. I think you you enjoyed starting a chant, didn't you, in the uh, for the for the game? Yeah, I went and stood with the locals
3: in Chelsea loyal, and did the San Diego We Are chant 20 minutes in. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was another thing actually for me was that little section of kind of ultras behind the goal was such a mix of of people. Like there were little kids there banging drums. No one really cared if they weren't getting it perfectly in time. <laughs> like it's, that for me is what kind of football support. It's like being a soccer fan is all about like it's, it's coming together with your mates having a fantastic time making a load of noise having a drink watching the game yeah if you win brilliant if you lose you have a good time anyway you all get together and then you go home at the end of the evening and you've had a lovely time like and that is what we found in san diego so
2: i i fell in love i will admit that i fell in love with san diego we didn't want to come back to be no, honest <laughs> you guys have such a great quality of life over there and uh yeah we we just come back to gray skies
1: (laughs) jordan i don't know about you i think we should just lay out for the rest of this podcast and just have lee and andy compliment san diego for another 15 20 minutes this is like we can do the ultimate like this this is like so satisfying uh also a little bittersweet on some levels obviously for for reasons everybody's aware of but uh it, it is it is really heartwarming to hear you guys say this sort of stuff because you know, as flattering as it might be from a vanity perspective, right? We live in this amazing place and there's palm trees and there's weathers and we have good food and like we could tailgate. Um, you know, it, it also, uh, I think what you guys are speaking to, to, to borrow um, terminology, more associated with, with, you know, you in England is, is this is a proper club. Mm. And, and I think that that didn't just happen by accident, you know? Yeah. And, and when you talk about some of the people who you reference from Steve or, or guys with chavos and and the drummer. That's my friend Chip's son who plays the drum. and And he's yeah. a, he listens to this podcast all the time. It it's years of dedication and work that that got mm-hmm. to this point. You know, I know sometimes it it just sort of looks like oh, all these things, all these planets just align. But for Ricardo, Landon, the the ultras, the supporters groups, like this is a product of of years of investment, of of time, of passion, and and of energy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and that doesn't, you're right, that doesn't just happen. That's really, really easy, and every club in the UK does this. Every club says that that's what they want, creating that kind of environment and that kind of atmosphere and that culture. That doesn't just happen, and it's not just words. You have to live the values, and that's why walking off and kind of accepting the sporting sanctions, I think, is such a huge thing. One of the things for me that really struck me as well was, it is all about the people. Like the, All of that comes from the people. And those people that we've talked about, like Ricardo and Andrew and Shannon McMillan and Landon, they're, they're one part of it. But then you've got Steve, you've got the people from Chavos, you've got uh, the Capo, uh, Kiwi Mac. Uh, mm. These people have come from all over the world. And there was Erica in the locals who'd come yeah. from Michigan. Like It's not just San Diego people who are born and bred in San Diego. What san diego as a city has maybe done and what the loyal have captured is the fact that there's this huge melting pot of cultures and what is what i think is is really cool about it is all of these people have come together they've kept their individual things the things that are unique to them and make them special but they've they've created something that's uh, like a greater than the sum of its parts and rather than being kind of in fighty or you're slightly different from me and as a result i'm a bit suspicious there's none of that it's just all welcoming and kind of like this is this is exciting this is interesting you're you're new to san diego come in see what you think have fun if you love it come back next week if you don't that's fine and that i think is how you create that but that that's easy to talk about and very very difficult to do you have to have a a real desire to make that happen and it's got to come from a lot of people And it's not always easy as, as any kind of relationship, whether it's between two people or a hundred people, it takes work, it takes compromise, it takes understanding. And I think that's what really shone through was both within the fan groups and within the club and within the players, there was this desire to come together and be, be a, be part of something bigger than themselves.
0: Biggest addition yet. Are you happy with how it turned out?
2: Yes, definitely. I mean, it's a shame. So, uh, Theo, our photographer who we took out with us, um, was meant to join us on the pod. Unfortunately, he's been called away to a shoot. But um, when, when, so you never really know how it's going to turn out. And even when you're at a place, you kind of get a feel for it. But it's only when you get back and everything's settled and you look through the 10,000 shots that you've taken and you have a read through your notes again and like all the places that we visited you then start to pull together the content plan and then you get a very quick idea of whether we're scratching around for content or whether this is going to be a a really great addition. Um, as soon as, as soon as we saw the photography, it started to feel real and it kind of brought back a lot of memories. And since that I, I instantly knew it was going to be a big addition. Um, but I also knew it was going to be a great addition because you can't fake passion. And I think, um, hopefully when the, the law fans get their hands on it, they will see, I mean, they'll, they'll spot themselves as well in many of the shots, um, maybe us as well in a few of the crowd shots. But um, um, it's, it, it's, a, it's an edition full of color, full of passion. Um, and yeah, at 240 pages, it's an absolute beast of a publication.
3: So the, the photography is always the thing I think that makes the issue. Like the photography is the thing, you notice. it's why it looks lovely on a coffee table. It's why you can just pick it up and flick through it. Like it's, it's a beautiful publication in terms of the images and the way that Lee sets it all out. It's very thank graphic. You, thank design. you very much. You're welcome. That's um, perfect. Also with this, the, the stories that came out of it were really strong. It wasn't just footballers talking about how proud they are to play for whatever club. And then two weeks later they play for a different club. All the stories in there are very personal to the person involved, and they're they're really real. So Andrew talks a lot about how San Diego Loyal wouldn't have happened without his dad um, choosing to uh, forsake his own professional soccer career in Greece and come over to the US to get an education. Landon talks a lot about how playing for the U S national team is, is obviously a real honor, but actually it's also really scary because you're very, very aware that you're representing your entire family. And they've all made massive sacrifices for you to be there. And actually you stand there listening to the national anthem and all you can think about is, is not letting people down. And he's very, very honest, um, about, about that. Then we spoke to Charlie Adam, um, very honest again about how he kind of struggled in in the UK with injuries and form and he's found a home in the US and absolutely loves playing there Colin Martin with obviously his own experiences and what we didn't want to do when we spoke to Colin was we didn't want to just talk about the fact that he's gay and he came out and he had this, like, we also wanted to talk about him as the player and that was really nice to hear his experiences of of growing up playing soccer and how he kind of really loved Barcelona and he modeled his game on that and how he's kind of gone on to have the career that he's had and the difficulties that he's faced and the kind of touching moments that he's had along the way. That was, that was really cool. Um, Shannon was, was again, really, really good on, on 1999 and winning the world cup with the U S women's national team and the pressure that they felt kind of knowing that the women's game was kind of bubbling away and it might take off but they really needed to win the world cup in yeah. their own country for that to happen and they had a really interesting sports psychology thing where just before the tournament they were basically told you have to win this thing otherwise this whole uh build-up of women's sport in this country goes off the rails it's kind of all on you and she was very honest about like the pressures that put on her and how you either sink or swim and those sort of things so For me the stories in this one and that's why it's my favorite issues the stories in this one are so personal and so real that it really that really comes across
2: it's it's very easy to make a publication about a beautiful place like san diego and make it look really pretty and make it look like something that you want to pick up because because of the imagery but actually as andy says like without genuine kind of authentic um articles to back that up um it's kind of it's kind of empty really so yeah. And
3: again though, that comes from that like it's very easy to say, yeah, come over, we'll give you loads of access. But it's actually really difficult to then do that. So we sat down with Nate Miller on the day of the Dortmund game. And we had we were told, like, you've got half an hour with Nate, it's eleven in the morning, he's got a game tonight, he's got loads of stuff to do. We ended up speaking to him for nearly two hours. Huh. And probably an hour of that was me just stood at his tactics board with him just chatting through tactics. Because he was so happy and willing to share his time and so invested in talking about kind of not what he's doing, but what the the club are doing in terms of bringing through players like Duran Ferry. Like he was so passionate about it that it wasn't us just like desperately trying to keep him. He just was talking and talking and talking and talking because he's so invested in this thing. Um, and that, I think that really comes across.
1: You know, you guys talked a little bit about photography. This obviously is, is sort of just for us here chatting, um, but you know, this, this picture of Charlie Adams, I mean, man, he should be paying you guys for the work that <laughs> the photographer uh that Charles photographer did in this um but you know you hit all the right notes with all the right people obviously but i i wonder in your conversations with charlie in particular as you know fellow englishman what that was like he's he plays a very important role in the history of this club he scored the first ever goal in in regular in club competition so I wonder, you know, Charlie has become part of, of the city, not just part of the club, you know, people mm. see him around town and they know who he is. And, and, you know, uh, for as much as you can be recognized playing for San Diego loyal and in, in San Diego, Charlie Adams is, is certainly up there with respect to Colin and Alejandro Guido. Um, what was the conversation like with Charlie? Did you have a moment? where You're like, all right, now, come on, lad, tell us like, what, what is it really all about there?
3: Yeah. Well, we had exactly that. Like we said, like, you've played in England, you've played in Europe what what is what is it actually like in the usl how does it compare and he was really interesting because he's played in the usl now for maybe six or seven mm. years so he's kind of seen the the growth yeah um my my personal highlight of the chat with charlie adams was when you asked him um what it felt like scoring loyal's first goal and he said i wish i'd enjoyed it more but at the time we were one nil down it was the equalizer i just wanted to get the ball back and get with because we wanted to win that game we we're so mm-hmm. desperate to win that game i I didn't enjoy the moment. I just, I needed the ball so we could start and go on and win it. Yeah. And I thought that was a lovely that like, reflection. that Actually, if he had his time again, he'd maybe, he maybe would have enjoyed that moment a bit more. It was really nice as well with Charlie because he looked so at home. We were sitting in the gas lamp quarter where we interviewed him. We were just in a bar in the gas lamp quarter and a couple of people did stop and say hello and he kind of waved i think he signed a couple of autographs in the half an hour or so that we were chatting with him mm. and he just he looked so at home and so kind of happy and content and and why wouldn't you be like he was going home uh to have a quick swim in a pool and then he was playing dortmund the next night in 30 degree temperatures like it's not, it's a bad not too bad but
2: he yeah his, he had his brother with him as well didn't he so he did yeah it's um, obviously family means a lot to him and like Annie said, he was just—it just seemed really relaxed. Uh, it was yeah, it was nice for us talking about some obscure British stuff, uh, some of the teams that he played for,
3: played against Gareth Bale, who had just tossed it off in the game that they played against each other because he yeah. was just about to sign for Real Madrid, so he didn't, didn't care. care didn't yeah. <laughs> Also, the other thing—the other nice thing with Charlie Adams is his dad was a footballer or a soccer player, and he only—he played, I think played non-league specifically. I don't think he ever played professional, like full professional league football. His brother was a really talented footballer and now works for an academy in the UK. He was obviously a really talented footballer, but he very nearly didn't get anywhere. Like when he was 12, he wasn't in an academy. He was just playing futsal and playing with his friends um, with Brentford Community Foundation and kind of made his way through. And then he um, talks about making his debut and stuff. But he's really seen what most soccer players careers are like like there's a big debate in the in europe and obviously in the premier league about whether or not soccer players should get paid the amount of money that they do and blah 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 he's got a really real soccer player professional soccer player story like he very nearly didn't make it kept getting injured every time he had his chance something happened that went wrong he's moved around a lot he's never earned massive money he does it because he loves the game and that, I think, is a really real thing. Like You can only hear about the Lionel Messi's and their Erling Haaland's and stuff so many times. Much like we don't talk about Manchester United and Barcelona because everyone knows those stories, mm-hmm. Charlie Adams has his own unique story, and it's much more real. It's much more what an actual soccer player's career is, is like, and that was really lovely.
1: For, for those that want to uh, pick up, I know that we're going to be able to uh, find this magazine here, hard copy version in San Diego. Uh, it's gonna be 20 bucks, it's gonna be money well spent. Uh, I know people can find it on San Diego Loyal's website. Tell us a little bit about how people can can follow all the work that you guys do and where your future endeavors might be taking you.
2: Of course, so we have a website, glory.studio. Um, it's where you'll find this issue, um, along with all of our previous issues that we make, uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, we've actually just released a Wrexham Photoseed as well, if, uh, there's any US Wrexham fans out there, which I which I know there is. Um, we are we sold in 68 countries today, so we uh, we have a real global readership. I think that's the beauty of kind of soccer and, and the worldwide appeal. Um, we're also stocked um, across the globe as well. So we're in Tokyo, New York, Berlin. Uh, we're trying to get a few more outlets, kind of West Coast. Um, so um, maybe keep an eye on our website. Keep an eye on our kind of our social following. Um, yeah, we're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, we're on all Twitter, the socials. All the socials, as you'd expect. The other thing we've just
3: recently launched subscriptions, so we offer now the chance to subscribe, and you'll get the issues first without having to do anything. I think that's uh, fifty dollars for a year, including postage. You might correct me on that, maybe sixty
2: plus postage.
3: But that'll be four. That'll be four issues um, a year, just straight to the doorstep. So that's something we've recently launched, and that will be. That will be the thing that really kind of kicks us on and allows us to take this further we hope in the future to potentially do cross sport stuff and um maybe look at where we can expand that way because the beauty of soccer and is the same as the beauty of sport generally like every sport every team every club every area has something that is special and unique and and that story deserves to be told and and we want to go and travel to those places and do it so <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's great. And as Jordan said, I, I mean, I, I also want to say for me, and I'm sure on behalf of everybody who's listening, thank you guys for the yeah. amazing work that you did. I, I mean, this is, you know, this really is a very special thing to to not just have a conversation about, but to, to see it on an iPad. And I'm sure it's even going to increase exponentially, you know, as I get the opportunity to, to see it and and actually put my hands on it myself.
0: Yeah. You guys captured, uh, in five days, what we've been living for, for years and it's something that we're going to be able to hold on to forever. Like we said, so thank you.
3: Well, I, f- personally, I appreciate the thank you, but the issue, the issue is what the people who we talk to make it. It's, mm-hmm. like, we, we don't really talk a lot about, but we don't talk at all about ourselves. Like we can only reflect what is in front of us. So I think we'd both like to say a massive thank you to everyone that we spoke to and we dealt with, because every issue of Glory is very, very different. The Portugal issue sounds very different to the Sweden issue and it sounds very different to the San Diego issue. And that's that's deliberate on our part because we want those things to be unique. But the San Diego Loyal issue is so special because San Diego people and the people at San Diego Loyal made it special. So I appreciate your thank you, but I'd like to reflect it back really because that issue is very much kind of what San Diego made it. Yeah. Well, you guys got it right. That's
1: the thing though. You guys got it right. Like that's, you know, that's the part I think that, that, you know, I keep focusing on is, you know, I, I I hear what you're saying, but there's a lots of, lots of different ways to tell stories in life. And sometimes people tell them wrong and you guys, you know, really, really hit the the nail on the head here. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Lee, Andy, thank you. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to go out there, get our hands on a copy. Again, you can find it sdloyal.com glory.studio.com as well. $20 $20 when I saw this copy, guys, I was thinking it was going to cost like $75 or something. Like it's, it's so incredibly <laughs> nice. Everybody in I my family, will. This, is,
1: this is a Christmas gift this year. Everybody's I, getting one.
0: <laughs> I, say, I say that not because prices are out of control. I say that because that that's the product. It looks like mm. something that you would spend much more than 20. It's what an incredible <laughs> opportunity. So again, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the opportunity.
3: Yeah, thanks for having us.